going on, guys? Welcome into Nerd Sports Zone with John and Mike. We're going to be uh, discussing quite a few subjects tonight, but in a fast manner because there wasn't a whole lot of news that was super prevalent, but there were some bigger issues over the last week and a half that we didn't get to talk about, um, such as retirements, signings, contracts, trades, and also Tim Tebow. So we got a few things to talk about here. So we're going to have some Tebow talk. We're going to, we're going to be doing some talking Tebow. So if you're looking for a podcast about uh, talking about fantasy sports, uh, how to draft, anything like that, we're going to be doing a little bit of that tonight instead of focusing on just other subjects. We're going to be actually focusing on fantasy football player value and um, how you should maybe draft your teams and things to consider when you're drafting too. So with that being said, let's go ahead and bring in my, my, my friend, my bud, and my co-host, uh, John. What's up? What's up, man? What's up? What's up? So we were talking we before made we, it. we we made it. <laughs> we made it. We made it happen. <laughs> um, we had some hiccups throughout the week, guys. So we apologize for that. It's just been uh, crazy in terms of trying to get a lot of things done around the houses uh, and spending time with our spouses and girl and, and whatnot. And we have just been busy, guys, and dudes being dudes. But we are here. We've made it. So with that being said. John, we were talking before um, we started here. You're taking two weeks right. off. You're taking two weeks off. So, Phil, yeah, Phil I asked am. myself, what's going on? All right. So, I made plans. Started like in January. We accepted a a wedding invite. So, I'm going to go to Colorado for a road trip. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I've never actually gone that far like inland. So, it's going to be a good time. Expecting it to be. Um, I'll be in Denver, so any fun in Denver, holler at your boy. Let's go. Ooh, you're gonna be in Denver? I'll be in Denver. Ugh, enemy territory. I know. Don't worry. I know. I, 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 I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Are you gonna wear? Are you gonna wear some of that LA stuff over there, or what? You know, I might. I might sneak one in. You know. <laughs> I know how they feel about me, and I know they know how I feel about them. I'm gonna <laughs> let it be known. <laughs> Like we might have to go make a stop at the Mile High Stadium. I might be wearing some Charger gear though, just to take a picture. And right in front yeah, of the you know, stadium. I think it would be cool to check out Mile High. You know, I I like I like checking out stadiums. So if that's something I can I can look into, I, I'd definitely look into it because that's a lot of history over there too. Peyton yeah, Manning some rings over there. Peyton Manning. Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Peyton Manning. <laughs> No, I, I'm just I'm I'm playing, man. man I'm playing. Um, and I, when he came over to the division, I knew it was trouble. Like, man, why? And that's how I feel about Patrick Mahomes now. Why? <laughs> you got to play some of the best quarterbacks twice a year. I know, man. Phil couldn't get the job done. <laughs> we love you, Phil. What else is new? What, what else have you been up to in the past couple weeks? A new job, new stream time. You know. Uh, I've whole I've really had the transition into more of an afternoon, an afternoon show, you know, and uh, late nights. Uh, this is no more late nights for me. This is, I mean, I'm able to do this with you tonight just because I'm leaving, you know. So yeah, yeah, I I feel that like we've been so we're gonna go see my girlfriend's family, and uh, just uh. We're gonna. We I had like a concert get canceled probably about uh, two months ago. Or no, it's been way longer than that. Uh, it's went actually last year. I don't know why I said two months. 
It's been like a year since we were supposed to go to a concert together. It was Mercy Me, and I bought tickets to SeatGeek, so they refunded me um, my money back, but not nice. but not enough refund. It was a it was a voucher that was good for like up to two hundred dollars um, for tickets on something. So didn't really mm-hmm. know what I was going to use them for, and I've always had this rule of thumb that being a Boston Red Sox fan that. I was going to actually use those, uh, I was actually going to never go to a baseball game until it was um, at Fenway Park first, but we're going to be going to Target Field uh, to watch the Twins play the Yankees. Still working on Heidi, if she'll let me wear anything Red Sox into that stadium, uh, just to boo the the Yankees or... uh, Man, I get fun. Uh, yeah, so I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, we got three tickets for the price of none. Actually, it was uh, I paid zero dollars with that voucher. So uh, I think we were just like right at the line of two hundred dollars of what the the refund was gonna uh, what the credit was gonna cover. So it was like two hundred dollars, and then it was like a hundred ninety dollar one hundred ninety dollars for the tickets, but we didn't pay any money for it at all. So. Super convenient, super nice. We're so we're that's, exciting. That's what that's we're exciting. So that's what's been going on on my end for like two weeks, not being able to uh, get a whole lot done. We've been cleaning the house and get rooms put back together. So, um, but yeah, so that's kind of what, what's been going on my end. We're going to Minnesota for the week though, and going to like Valley Fair and uh, doing some of that stuff. So it'll be a really good time. I'm really excited to get out of town and. And go see, spend time with her family. It's funny. We're gonna watch. We're gonna go watch a professional baseball game, and we're gonna go watch. That's uh, so cool. My girlfriend's uh, little league cousin, uh, her her nephew's baseball game. <laughs> okay, right on. So that's be, gonna be fun. It'll be really hey, fun. Those are good times. Those are good times. So with all that being said, let's just jump into some of these subjects because there's been some crazy stuff coming out over the last week and a half. What about just the last few hours? I mean, or just the last few hours? Because here's the thing. So I'm glad that 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 the, this story came out today, right? But last right. night when I was prepping everything, it was like <laughs> I had all nice. these I had all these graphics like brought Possible in scenarios and stuff. Yeah, so I'll still pull yeah. them up. I'll still pull them up and Why be like, not? "Why not?" These were the possibilities, and this is where it's turned out. So pretty cool uh, to actually finally have a confirmation as to where Mr. Julio Jones is going. So. We're actually going to start on the subject line of uh, Tim Tebow. Um, Tim Tebow. A lot of people have had a ton of doubt in this guy, and um, they still do. People, they still do, and and a lot of people have hated that he's gotten signed to Jacksonville Jaguars with his head coach Urban Meyer. There's been some things being said about him that I think are slightly unfair. If you follow on Sports Me app, I talked about it a little bit and started a battle on that app about that, and. Um, I, I, you know, I don't agree with really any of it because here's the thing. When they showed the contract that he signed, he signed like a one-year contract that's like less than a million dollars. And the sports world, that's not a whole lot of money on a contract. Um, and yeah, he, he's like on a minimum or it, something, right? Yeah, it's like no guaranteed money. He's He still has to fight to make the team. And, and here's the thing is he was told to make this move eight years ago is what I said in my sports me. It's like a TikTok sports app. Um what I said in my sports me video video or battle was that Tim Tebow is switching positions. He's not taking anybody else's position. And specifically what people were saying was how can Colin Kaepernick doesn't get a second chance. That's it's not even, 
that's not even what's going on here. It's he's switching positions to tight end. And he was told to do this because his throwing motion as a quarterback in the NFL just didn't really work. Um, so, with further ado, this is your new Tim Tebow. And this is in absolutely insane. Um, here, you can uh, have the pad holder's butt right next to your nose. Or I can put it in between us. <laughs> See, I'll pull it up. Um, so, Tim Tebow, the per grid I... Uh, for BR Gridiron, they posted this, and it is a picture of Tim Tebow at the Jacksonville Jaguars practice. And for those of you who don't know, he has been absolutely crushing it at these OTAs. Um, he looks a little, you know, it's it's OTAs, it's practice. You know, he he looks like he's got some form to work on from the videos that I watched when I was watching Pat McAfee one day talk about it. I was watching a few other outlets talk about he's it. He's jacked, though. He's jacked. He's wow. huge. I mean, he doesn't even look like he used to. And I think what a lot of people have said about Tim Tebow is that... When... Girls for Jesus, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Girls for Jesus. Uh, what, I loved, what, Pat, what I loved what Pat McAfee had to say about it was that Tim Tebow has not just been lifting Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> I was not out there lifting Bibles, man. <laughs> I was laughing so hard when I was at work watching that because it, it was the funniest thing. And uh, like, it's it's true though because you look at the the credit and the work this guy has put in to make the weight that he's at. And I think in every person there is a little bit of uh, I want this guy to do well at this position now because everyone has had nothing but good things to say about him that's been in the room. So I like. I want to hear what you have to think about it first. Like, what do you think of Tim Tebow's transformation from a quarterback to a tight end in the last eight years? A little late, but we'll see what he's still got left. I, I believe in his work ethic. Um, I, I, I do believe in his work ethic. He's going to give it his all. I hope he does get a, a spot, man. And I, you know, I, I hope, I hope to see him play. I hope to see him in the touchdown. I'm rooting for him. I'm a, I'm a Tim Tebow fan. See, let's go. See, I like that because a lot of people have said things that like, you know, he's just getting a shot because of his name. It, it, but that's not what Tim Tebow is about, if anyone that knows this. Like, I shared a meme just on my personal Facebook uh, account that said, like, Tim Tebow sure causes a lot of ruckus for a guy that um, he praises Jesus. He puts together a, a school dance for uh, handicapped or dis- handicapped or disabled uh children and i like it's not word for word i can't get it right because i can't remember it was like a week ago that i looked at it but like it's all good things that, that tim tebow does and he's a great um role model for for a lot of people and a lot of kids so i'm excited to see him back in the back in the nfl because of that reason too but i ultimately really do want to see this guy actually compete and do well at this position because he clearly is putting in position. He he's clearly putting in the work to make to make it work at this position. Chewy. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I was listening to Pat talk about it too, and he goes, "Imagine being the guy getting put put on your butt by Tim Tebow. You don't want to be that guy." <laughs> oh yeah, he was. A, it, was uh, it was Pat McAfee's guest that day. Like yeah, he said <laughs> he said you just got laid out by a quarterback. <laughs> you just got laid out by a quarterback. Come on, man. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> That's a little mean. I mean, I'll give a sheesh for that. Sheesh! sheesh. 
but I mean, watch. Like, you know what? If he's there, like my last, my last round, I wish you be. He won't. But if he's there last round in fantasy, I take a shot on him. You take Why a not? shot on him, yeah. I actually if he makes that team, I'll take a shot on him. I actually think he might. Like, he's caught. So here's the thing we didn't get to talk about yet was that he's doing really well in practices, and I know it's practice, and it's like game time situation is so different than what you're going to be doing from practice to an NFL game all the time, and especially OTAs. Um, about with Tim Tebow is that he has been doing really well at OTAs and practices and just overall events of like how well he's doing. He's caught a couple touchdown passes, one being from Gardner Minshew and one being from Trevor Lawrence. Um, so, oh. so leading into what's going on here, um, there's been a lot of rumblings that Tim Tebow might be used as like a gadget type player, um, like Taysom Hill from the Saints. So that's always a possibility um, because Tim Tebow, we've all seen him as a Bronco. He can run. He knows how to do the sneaks. He did it all the time in, in college with Urban Meyer, okay. and he's back okay, with the same Tebow. coach. Like, so, I'm watching his highlights right now. So here's what we haven't got to talk about is that is the impact that he has on the rest of the team. And it seems like no one has a, a single problem with him being there. Like No. Just another guy, you know. Yeah, he blends right in. So, Trevor Lawrence was asked about Tim Tebow throughout the last week and a half. Mm-hmm. Chewy, stop. Okay. Lay down. Um, so, Trevor Lawrence says that Tebow looks great so far. No one is going to work harder than him. Those are the kind of guys that you want in your locker room. And this is the same thing that we heard about Tim Tebow every time that he was addressed in the media going into his first like his first stint of the NFL. People said he was one of the hardest workers in the room. And I'm not going to sit here and say that that's act, that's all the same talent. You know, I'm not going to say that's like that's the, that's the talent level of like what he has because maybe like work ethic obvious like work ethic doesn't obviously always equal to your level of talent. But the guy is still a positive entity to bring into the environment <laughs> sorry i lost my focus um, sorry I was, I was watching like oh minchu's out of a job man <laughs> just watching his highlights <laughs> um so the thing with it is that you know he may he might not make this roster that's very possible like he might yeah. he might not make it but he might not. He, he's doing more than any of us have ever done and that's Let's try to get on the Jacksonville Jaguars. He he needs to make the team. Like nothing's a guarantee. Like I do I think him okay, let's start with this. Do you think Tim Tebow will make the team by the NFL season? Yeah. Yeah. You do. How come? Yeah, there's um more than just his gameplay, but this the ticket sales for Jacksonville. Look at it look at the, you you were talking about jersey sales. Who's number two? As a number one. As of last week, I don't know. that's perfect. You segue me. What? Um, you segue me into. That's just what I do. Something Come that on I now. This is what you do. This is what we do. <laughs> um. So the top selling jersey. Uh, this was the list. That was natural, ladies and gents. Natural the, segue. The, the top. And he landed the home run. The top selling jerseys per Fox. Um, on this graphic that they made was 
Tim Tebow in the number one and two spots. Number like he's selling his own quarterback. Number three was Justin Fields, and four was Justin Fields, and five was Justin Fields. So that's kind of crazy that Justin Fields is actually kind of hopping right now on the on the NFL shop. Hey, Chicago's buying them, huh? That's right. They're buying Sheesh. in. Sheesh. <laughs> uh, Tom Brady is sitting in at the sixth spot, no surprise. He, I'm surprised he's honestly not higher. Um, Justin Fields got him beat. Tim Tebow's got him beat. Uh, I, let's see here. Number 22 for the Steelers. Herbert! Herbert? Justin Herbert is in the eighth spot. Patrick Mahomes is sitting at nine. We got the alternative <laughs> Super Bowl jersey sitting at, the Chiefs. at 12 uh, for Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers is at number 10. You know, you got to get those babies discounted before he leaves Green Bay. Oh, wow. you right. <laughs> you got to get those jerseys discounted before he leaves Green Bay. <laughs> um, more on that. Uh, but it's just there's a whole lot of these these guys that were kind of unexpected. So, uh, but yeah, Tim Tebow is sitting in the top spot. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is in 14th, and Joe Burrow's in 15. Um, Joe Burrow showed up to OTAs, by the way. He hit. He was about 85 percent healthy. Is where he's at right now, and he fi- and he was interviewed about it, and he said that my team needs to see me on the field with them. Even if it's just it. even if, even if, even if it's just light work, so uh, good for Trevor Lawrence and or not Trevor Lawrence for Joe Burrow getting out on the field. But I, I was really intrigued by everything that was going on in terms of uh, Tim Tebow this last week because there's a lot of the rumblings haven't stopped about him, and th- but what people had haven't heard is how well he's been doing at OTAs, catching the touchdown passes. Um, getting in, getting in the mix of things, transitioning to tight end correctly. He, his trainers have said that he's working his tail off. Um, and then not to mention, I don't think he's dropped any passes going in, like into OTAs, according to all the reports. He has not dropped any passes per the athletic, per uh, Pro Football Focus, like Gridiron. Like Tim Tebow has not dropped any passes in practice. So and Tebow has not dropped any. See that? That's crazy. And like, so I I want to see what he has. What he has. I think he'll make the roster. I think they'll they'll find a way to use him. That's gonna be effective for the team. Maybe maybe the first time we'll see. And I'll, I want to see what you think on this too. Is maybe we'll actually see a tight end play quarterback, tight end. And um, like a halfback or a fullback or a running back, all in the same season, in score yeah. somehow. Yeah, I definitely. You know, we saw with Taysom Hill, man. Like he can, they could do it all. He's gonna be another jackknife, uh, a jackknife player, utility knife. Wherever he's needed, he's gonna perform. Like he's he's a team he's guy. A guy he, He's he and he's someone that can get it done too. You ask him to run that ball, he's gonna run that ball, and he's he's the all in kind of dude. He's whatever the team needs. I'm here for the team. You if you ask him to kick, he would probably attempt to kick. Yeah. <laughs> if you if that if, if you ask that man to go get you some water, he might get you some water. That he might happen. You. That might happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And he God bless you afterwards. You know. You <laughs> you'd be, you'd be baptized by that water. Yes. Like, <laughs> You know, for you know, First Corinthians twenty, you know, whatever. He'll, you're gonna know about it after. 
<laughs> I'm going to tell you about it. God bless that water that he gave him. Well, you know, my favorite verse is Jeremiah 29, 11, and it's that. Mm. And not to get religious or anything, but it's that. No, go ahead. Drop him. Drop it, him with knowledge. It, it is. Uh, I have it tattooed on my back, and what it means is... Um, it says, know the plans I have for you, plans to give you hope and future plans, not to harm you, plans for you to prosper. Um, and you know what? Tim Tebow is prospering in these situations that he is that he's getting there. I think we're going to get some Tebow time. I think that he's going to make the roster. And Go ahead. Ask Pittsburgh. They know about him. <laughs> ask Pittsburgh. That's... Ask Pittsburgh. Let's talk about him. <laughs> but one also, one, the final thing I wanted to point out, too, was... Um, out of his draft class, I think Tim. I think I, I. think still think this stands that Tim Tebow was the only quarterback out of his entire Tebow? draft class to have a winning record or an even record. Let me I think, pull that I think, up. I think he was eight and eight when they made the playoffs, and he won a playoff game. Mm-hmm. So I think he was. One, I think he was one of the only quarterbacks sitting in that draft that. Actually had a winning record, so he went twenty five. This is it, no one had hopes for him. Let's see. It's the, yeah, I'm, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm gonna be buying a Tebow jersey. I, I I don't have one yet, but I'm gonna be getting one. <laughs> like I'm, I already have one in the Eagles jersey. I have one in the Jets. Give me yeah, give me a reason to bet a Tim Tebow jersey on the line. I'm no all day. Yeah, I'll bet that. I buy one. Let's see. I would buy well, one in a heartbeat. What are you looking for? GB class of what, twenty ten? Uh he had to be close to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen McGee was someone above him, huh? I don't even know who that is. Jimmy Clausen. Are you serious? What? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of older names that you'll recognize on that list that just never no went anywhere. Way. He's the only guy, but yet he still gets trashed on. It's yeah, I think this is a terrible link. This is terrible. Whatever your sources are trash. I'm in for Tebow time. That's all that's all I'll say. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna keep looking it up. I just wanna see it. But go ahead. You can move on. So in other news in the NFL this week, with Tebow coming back, and this, and we'll we'll just cover this right away because it's prevalent. Tim Tebow has sparked a hunger and some other on and some other retired players that think they can come back and still play. Uh, one in particular that we're going to talk about is Brandon Jacobs. Brandon Jacobs, oh, has been talking about wanting. Oops. Gerald McCoy was in that class, and Domica Sue, Sam Bradford. That's crazy. Joe Hayden. That's crazy. Earl Thomas. There's a lot of people in that draft class. Demarius Thomas. They were both, what, 22, and then at 25, they pulled. Wow, good job, Denver. They got a one and two combo. Honestly, one thought I never got off my chest to anybody was that if Peyton Manning would have been someone that could have mentored him instead of just getting rid of Tebow. Could have been legendary. Could have been legendary. You could have been legendary. You could have had, you could have had your next one two punch at quarterbacks is like leading leading the next guy in. Hold the phone. Think about this. T- Rob Gronkowski was in that same draft class. Rob Gronkowski was in the same draft class, huh? Yes, he went second round 
Number 42. He could have gone so... Look at everyone that got picked up ahead of him. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Think about that. Let me just look. They thought Cincinnati, Jermaine Gresham, tight end, first round. Wow. Rob Gronkowski was right there. Think about that. Chargers passed up on that. We picked up Ryan Matthews. Good job, Chargers. That was a good pick. Look at that. That was a good pick. God, soft. He was soft. He could never be a... He could never be a franchise running back. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, if it didn't work out, oh, it didn't work out. Let me talk. <laughs> Dang, all right, okay. I see. You can't replace, he had to replace LT, though. Think about that. That's tough. It's big shoes to fill, man. Yeah, there's, there's no way. There was no way. Okay, let's talk about Brandon Jacobs. <laughs> Great running back. What are you talking about coming back to the NFL? So, so Brandon Jacobs, former... He's fit. Former Giants running back Brandon Jacobs says he's attempting an NFL comeback at 38 years old. He hasn't played since 2013. Jacobs wants to play at defensive end. I don't know if he's serious about this or if he's, uh, like I think he's trolling. Like, like trolling that Tebow came back after eight years. Yeah. Like I feel like that might be more of what it is. But yeah. he said I'm really serious about coming. De-. He said I'm really serious about coming back as a defensive end. I can still run, and there's no way Tim Tebow is a better athlete than I am. I just think I just think that's it. If I can't cut it, man, just give me one chance. That's all. And he sent he posted a picture of himself on his Twitter of Trust. him just pretty shredded. Now here's my argument for that with um with uh, Brandon Jacobs is running backs take a lot more hits over the course of their career. Um, mm. It's been a long time since that man has played and and retired. You got to think about how many plays a running back actually gets hit. It's almost probably almost every uh, play of an offensive drive, whether they're running the ball or whether they're blocking for their quarterback or a wide receiver Ooh. on a jet sweep. Like they're they're blocking these these big dudes. So I they take hits all the time. And running the average age of a running back that retires in the NFL, which has changed a little bit now. Is probably your like early to mid thirties because your body their, their body starts to shut down faster because they take so many hits. Um, coming back as a defensive end, I'm not really Please. sure if that'd be possible because you're you Please. and maybe it is because you're hitting somebody. You're on the opposite spectrum of hitting somebody, but when you hit someone, you also exert yourself too. So I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to say he can't. I'm not going to say he can't because he he could probably do it more than that. I not probably he can do it more than I ever could. Like, and he could probably hit a lot harder than I ever could. But damn, this is a bold statement. But myself two years ago, I could have blocked him. I could. I'll block. Him. <laughs> you all right? You all right? I've always said uh, when we play. Ulti- peak me. Out of out of. Peek me, I could have blocked him. You're all size. There's no, nah, dude. You're done. <laughs> wow, that's pretty bold, man. Oh, no way, dude. This guy's oh, gonna come way. in. Okay, let's be real. Me, right now, he's wiping the floor with me. I have no aggression, no testosterone. Just, I'm not doing anything against him. Like, go ahead. You want the quarterback? He's right there. I have no beef with you. Have him. He's yours. Okay. Me in high school, I feel like just to, I, maybe, maybe. But let's go. These young left tackles, right tackles going up against 
it's just the age. I think they're gonna manhandle him. I yeah, I don't I don't think it'll happen. Um I, I, I like trolling. to see I'd like to see him like work out and see if he can make it. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, his workouts are sick. I respect him as a running as a running back for the New York Giants. He was hard nosed, running down your throat. He wasn't gonna run around, he was gonna run through you. Yep. And I highlight hell of a running back. One of my favorites. I would trade for him in the in Madden just to get him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Brandon Jacobs, welcome to enjoy the NFL from the sofa of your living room. That's long along with us. Please don't go back. Just let it, leave it there. You don't get good, hurt. You know? Don't you get a good hurt. career. Don't, don't be that guy who, who bit off more than he could chew. But I think TNT, he, you know, for his demand, I think he can do it. I like it. I like but it. They're young. He's younger. He's younger. I, he's got to be younger. So... While we're talking of greatness, such as Brad, Brandon Jacobs and what he did at the running back position, let's kind of uh, venture forward into some retirement talk and talk talk about some more greatness that we've seen in the NFL. And unfortunately, this greatness is coming to an end as he is retiring now. And that is the one and only Adam Adam Minitari. Adam Minitari. The foot. Adam. The foot. The, the foot. Dude, he's so like one of the greatest kickers of all time in the NFL, if not one of the best, if not the best. Adam Minitari has announced retirement. He had a 24-year career, uh, 10 years with the New England Patriots, 14 with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, He has won four Super Bowls. He was a three-time All-Pro, and he was considered to be the NFL's all-time field goal leader. And he made his when he made his debut back in 1996 in the NFL in his rookie season. The Cardinals played in the NFC East at the time. The Ravens played their first season in the NFL. Brett Favre won an MVP, and Sam Darnold was not even born yet. So you couldn't even argue as if Sam Darnold has ever had a fair chance in the New York Jets because he wasn't even born. He was a thought. (laughs) So that's crazy. Uh, So with that being said about Adam Vinatieri, I'll have you read off some stats here in just two shakes. Uh, I'll pull this ne- this next graphic up, and I want you to read some of this here. So go ahead, John. You can take over on this. All right, let's see. 22 Hall of Famers were drafted and shrined since Adams' first season. Jonathan Ogden, thank you. Marvin Harrison, Ray Lewis, Brian Dawkins, Terrell Owens, Orlando Pace, Walter Jones, Tony Gonzalez, Jason Taylor, Randy Moss, Champ Bailey, Brian Erlacher, Ladanian Tomlinson, this is crazy. Ed Reed, Kurt Warner, Kurt Warner, Edgar, Edgar James, Troy Polamalu, the man, Steve Hutchinson, Skull Steve Vikes. Hutchinson, Skull Vikes, yeah, Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Calvin Johnson, Alan Paneka. Look at that. That's a list. <laughs> like. 22 Hall of Famers were drafted and enshrined in the Hall of Fame since Adam Benatari's first season. And you can guarantee that this man's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And the final... First ballot. First ballot, ballot, easy. And then the other thing with him is that this is like his career stats. This is absolutely insane. Um... I mean, like, what a beautiful graphic that was. Well, the most points scored. Yes. So, most 
Most field goals made 599. Damn, it would have been nice to get number six, right? That, that wouldn't be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, just come back for one game, dude, and just retire. That's cool, get it. Let's see. Most postseason field goals, most field goal attempts. Wow, look at that ratio, though. 715 attempts and 599 made. 600 made. That's not... That's, that's incredible. not too shabby. That's incredible. Most points per season. That is a career that you can hang your hat, your helmet, your shoes, your gloves, whatever Adam Benatari is going to hang on those. That He is he's hands down the best kicker to ever touch the game. Um, so congratulations, Adam Benatari. As a football fan, our entire lives, we've gotten to see you do a lot of great things on the football field, and you've made it that much more entertaining or depressing, depending on if you knocked our team out of the playoffs. All of the above. So congratulations to Adam Meditary. With that being said, we're talking about the greatest to ever play, right? Yeah. So let's get into one of the quarterbacks in the game currently who is considered to be one of the best to ever play, which is Aaron Rodgers. And he is one of the, he is one of the best to ever play. So I think so. Aaron Rodgers' future right now in Green Bay is still up in arms. They're still saying they're not going to trade him. Um, some of the front office people are getting pretty upset with Aaron, but they're saying that he's dividing the fan base. I saw that a couple days ago um, through a, I think I, I follow most of the, like their, I think I try to follow all 32 teams uh, and what's going on with their teams and their positions uh, so we can be well-versed in everything we're talking about. So Green Bay has been talking a lot about Aaron and just how they're, they're pretty upset with him. They're upset that he's dividing the fan base. Um, we talked yeah, about it. Good. We talked about it the last episode. Um, in terms of, is this going to start impacting the team? And it already has, um, because Jordan Love has not had his five top starting wide receivers showing up to OTAs because Aaron Rodgers is not there, and this is the first year that Aaron Rodgers has not shown up to OTAs. Oh so, man! So this is getting more real now for the team, and it's also di- not just dividing the players; it's dividing the fan base, and a lot of people are starting to get really upset. So a little bit more on Aaron Rodgers. We won't because we won't have to sit on it because this is kind of a developing story every week that you just like play catch up on. Aaron Rodgers was talked about on Colin Cowherd's show, um, and what Alex and he was interviewing Alex Smith. And this is kind of an interesting take because we, we like Alex Smith on this show. And Alex Smith said, it's absolutely inexcusable how the Packers got to this point with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think it's the fact that they drafted Jordan Love. You were on the doorstep of a Super Bowl and, and don't communicate that, quoted by Alex Smith. And I watched this interview, and it was actually really interesting to hear this um, coming from him because he played quarterback in the NFL, and he was a great quarterback. Yeah. He was a great quarterback in the league. And so... I'll collect my thoughts, but I want to hear what you have to think about. I want to hear what you have to think about what Alex Smith had to say about Aaron Rodgers in the in the Packers. What, what do yeah, you, no, what do you it's think? like oh, I agree with Alex Smith. You know, uh, you were on the doorstep of the Super Bowl and you don't communicate that. I, I you think he's referring to what getting him help? You went and got a you went and got Jordan Love. Is that what he's pretty much saying? Right, I think he's. I think he's implying, you know, that they drafted a quarterback instead of going out, going out and getting. Yeah, wide, you know, going out and getting a wide I'm, receiver. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, like 
you know, it's cool. Yeah, go ahead, grab Jordan Love. But I feel, you know, inside, I feel disrespected. Like, you could have got something else, but this is what you want, wanted to go address. You know, you give me some help, dude. You're not going to do anything in the in the season. You know, Aaron Rodgers is great. You know, Devontae is great. You know, they're just a few missing pieces, and they could really be great. You know, they, you know it firsthand. You know, it's... You mean you must love this? You gotta love it. You love to see it, but you hate to see it at the same time. You know, uh, he he's like one, two pieces away. Right. He should you know? And he's solid. And if you ask any quarterback in the league, it's it's pretty unanimous that they all think Aaron Rodgers has the most talent as a quarterback. Yeah, I I don't think you can argue that like ever at all. I think the thing with Aaron Rodgers is he's so good and like. A lot of people will argue the point to say that he's been lucky in some of these like Hail Mary throws and situations that have happened, which is not fair because Aaron Rodgers has done a lot for the Green Bay Packers in 16 years. No Packer has ever made it 17 years at the quarterback position. So what's kind of frustrating to, to hear is when people, is even when Vikings fans will say, well, he's not that good. Well, let me tell you as a Vikings fan, he is that good. Like Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. Um, bad man. What I what I don't like about this whole situation is, I guess coming from uh, someone who loves to watch sports, um, and I, I work in the medical field, and to see like an athlete that has two years left on his contract, um, I think they were saying all the all, like every media outlet source was saying that it would cost Aaron Rodgers about six point eight million dollars to basically terminate his contract with Green Bay at this point in time. Um, which isn't a which isn't a ton of money, but it means he's not going to get paid that twenty three million dollars that he's slated for this next season. So there's a lot on the line in in a sense of that. But I mean, it, it's Aaron Rodgers. He'll he'll be signed somewhere by the season starts. I truly believe that. Um, he only has one ring. Think about that. And we talked about that last week. We talked about that last week, actually, where, where Tom Brady and the Patriots in 15, 16 years did not draft a wide receiver in the first round, and Tom Brady won five Super Bowls. The same thing has happened uh, with Aaron Rodgers, except he's won one Super Bowl and been through a few head coaches now. I don't know, man. Or a couple I'm... head coaches, sorry. My, that's my correction. Um, oh, man. So that, that's what Alex Smith had to say on it. Uh, more on Aaron Rodgers though. Um, we don't, there's not much left to talk about with him. Yeah. But Patrick Mahomes was asked this week about his thoughts on Aaron Rodgers possibly coming into the same division. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I want to um, hear, hear this. What, so, did Pat, what did Patty have to say? So our 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 beloved Patrick Mahomes had to say, obviously it'd be right. awesome. He's a heck of a he's a heck of a football player. If he came to the AFC West. Should, should, I, should I just like obviously be awesome? He's a heck of a yeah, football player. If he came to the AFC West, it would make it a little tougher for us, but we're up to the challenge. That's probably a terrible impression, and I apologize to everyone that just listened Trash. to that. <laughs> um, he so he, wow, it, yeah, in all seriousness, he said, obviously be awesome. He's a heck of a football player. If he came to the AFC West, it would make it a little tougher for us. But we're up to the challenge, which I think is huge because P- Patrick Mahomes this this past week has also been talking to the media about how his new goal is to go twenty and zero um, in 
this upcoming season since there's going to be more 20 games. 20-0. Yep. 20 no way. That's what no he, way. That's what he's thinking. So, I yeah. I mean, but if anybody can do it, it's probably the Chiefs because they, they have the Great Wall of Kansas City. They got some excellent uh, speed on their team at wide receiver. And Mahomes, obviously, at quarterback. Like, it, it's not out of line to think that the, the Chiefs could do it. Like, they it, – It'd be a lot of work, but they could do it. Using um, to step on their toes, the Chargers. The, char- the Chargers are going to upset them. I agree. It. I, I just keep my fingers crossed every day and we just don't get hurt. <laughs> That's all you can do. Sometimes you That's just can't can open do. your hands. So, and this is another graphic that I, I just kind of grabbed to look at was, so this is about the Packers as a team uh, as of late. They've had, they've, had, they've had a top three wide receiver. They've had a top ten tight end in Robert Tanyan and, mm-hmm. De- and Devontae Adams. They've had a top ten running back in Aaron Jones. They've had a top two offensive line, improved defense, an insanely good head coach in Matt LaFleur. I think he has one of the best I think he has the best head coaching start in the NFL history ever. And they quoted they had Gordon Ramsay at the bottom saying not good enough. And they said that Aaron Rodgers said it. He really didn't say that, but um, it, it it's kind of really interesting to think this because to think about this, because you look at the talent that he's had around him and it kind of like, it's just as a football fan, it kind of pulls you back into the spectrum of, well, maybe there's more than just like not drafting a wide receiver in the first round. Like you look at this, the these stat lines, even though it's just a meme, but they're all true. They're all facts. Mm-hmm. I fact checked all of them before we started, and it's it's crazy to think that like, you know, Rodgers has only won one Super Bowl, and he yeah. and he's had a few teams like this. So I'm not sitting here saying that Aaron Rodgers is the problem. I don't know what the problem is in Green Bay. Uh, and I and I have no room to talk as a Vikings fan because my team hasn't really done jack squat to get where the Packers have the past couple of years. So, um, it, and it disgusts me, but that's just the way it is. It's but it's something to think about as a football fan. Well, well, how come Aaron Rodgers can't seem to get this team to a Super Bowl when they have all the when they have all the all this talent? Like, what do you think when you see this? Like, what goes through your head when you see these types of things? Now that makes me kind of think, you know, give them a wide receiver. Maybe for some reason they don't get the job done. You know what? The thing with the Packers is they can never be consistent. They, uh, as far, yeah, that's my opinion on the Packers is that they're never a consistent team. One week, one, they suffer in one area. You know, uh, if they lose, you know, like, it's usually the defense didn't show up. Nothing was happening on offense. Right. Running backs couldn't get started. I don't know, but that's always the, the story. And, and that's how teams lose. You know, I don't think they're a bad team. They're just, you know, when the time comes to show up, you fail to show up. And that, but and it's, I, I don't think it's necessarily Aaron Rodgers' fault, you know, but somewhere along the lines, there, someone, there's a weakness. I agree. Someone caves I, in. I think that like it's like uh, a a view that I kind of have on it, and this is just me. Uh, 
because I've seen it like my, with my own team in the Vikings is your head coach. Like we talked about how Matt LaFleur has had the best head coaching start in NFL history, but he's now been to the NFC championship two years in a row and they haven't closed the deal and made it to the Super Bowl. Now, if this starts to happen again, I'd be a little concerned where I'm very concerned with the Vikings with Mike Zimmer at head coach when we've made it to the playoffs, but we've never made a deep run other than one time with uh, Case Keenum, which was kind of a fluke, if I'll be completely honest, with the Minnesota Miracle. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I think I got paid after that. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, it just, it just shows you, like, why the Vikings didn't sign Case Keenum to keep him around because they knew that he wasn't the guy. Uh, Mike, Mike Zimmerman was very frank about um, Case Keenum and said, well, which Case Keenum are you going to get? You know what I mean? Are you going to get the- What package team are you going to get today? Right. So that's why they didn't sign him to a big contract. And I still think that was the right choice. But, like, what bothers me the most about Mike Zimmer sometimes is that I think he struggles to allow other, and I do love Mike Zimmer. I think he's a great defensive-minded coach. What I think he struggles with is allowing to have offensive coordinators have this free mind of theirs to like make a creative scheme, and it might not be like old school enough for like old school football, which people which people are used to. You know, you gotta be innovative. You, you gotta be flexible. You have to be, and that's why the Chiefs and all these other teams are so successful because. You see that they're changing things up and they're doing things different, and it throws teams off. It throws your defense off. Um, they, take, they make risky plays, and, and those, mean, but they're calculated. You right. know, like they know what their capabilities are, and they know the, who they are and what they're capable of. So they let it ride. Right. So I mean, I'm wondering if at some point, like if they have a pretty good run if the Packers fans are going to start questioning Matt LaFleur's ability as a head coach to really kind of wrap, wrap this baby up in a, in a, in, in a package and put a bow on it to go get them a Super Bowl because, you know, they've, they've gotten their two years in a row in the NFC championship and they haven't closed the deal. So that's, it's just something, it's just food for thought. Like that's kind of what I thought was interesting about that. Good so. observation. I did see now it makes you put in perspective. So that being said, the Packers did not try to go go up for bat for one very specific player, uh, and that was Julio Jones. So let's just go right into the Julio Jones talk that we were, we're both really excited for. Um, so to start, to start things off, there was a lot of rumblings that the Seattle Seahawks were talking about getting Julio Jones, but then they kind of got jumped out they they got jumped out of the talks of it i mean you're looking at um a crazy wide receiver core <laughs> wow imagine that that'd be i mean tyler lockett julio jones um uh, and metcalf then that's crazy there would be a weakness it's their front line and the running game would still be weak so chris carson's great but i don't think he can he's a he's not durable enough to be a bell cow so we move on from the Seahawks, right? Seahawks are out. Pretty quick. That, those were just rumors. So going going into the next team, um, we had the talks of... Okay, what the, uh, we had talks uh, and rumblings of 
The Baltimore Ravens looking to make a trade for Julio Jones. He looked pretty good That's, in that purple. He looked pretty good that in that purple. trash. Get that off of him. Get, get, get it off him. So get there, that off of him. There wasn't much weight to this at he's, all. He was, a, he was a quarterback with an arm. He's not going to Baltimore. Yeah, he wanted a quarterback with a big arm. So then he we go. Then we I'm go. Gonna, I'm not going to spoil it. Go ahead. Then we go. You know what? He might go to the Chiefs. And Travis Kelsey was interviewed, and he said, I'll tell you what, I'm intrigued. That's a game changer. Could you imagine playing the Chiefs with the Great Wall of Kansas City, that running back core, that that tight end that you got, that quarterback, and now you got Julio Jones and Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins Jr. and uh, McCole Hardman. You got all these guys that are just darn near impossible to stop already when they're healthy. And you add Julio Jones to that receiving core. That's when you get get a bully like an Adamkus on defense, and he used to say, "Take his head off." <laughs> that's, the only, mean, that's the only shot you're gonna get. I like, mean, the the Buccaneers did it. Nasty. The Buccaneers did it last year in the Super Bowl. Did so, bully mode? They, you get bullies on defense. Like, oh, dude, that team would be nasty though. So I got really excited about this. I was like, "All right, I, all right, like." I'd be cool with that if we went to the Chiefs because I like watching the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, right? Nope, it didn't happen. Thank God. It's off the board, thank God. So then we get an interesting one I wanted to hear what you thought about is... Come on now. Me and you have talked about how the Chargers never really go out and spend the money to get some good good big names. You don't. But... Brad Spielberg on Julio Jones via Pro Football Focus said the Chargers provide the best opportunity for Julio to get paid and put up big numbers in a high-powered offense with Justin Herbert. Um, I added that with Justin Herbert part. Um, That's kind of crazy to think about because Herbert's got a big arm. He's a young quarterback. Coming off of a a good end to his season, uh, he played really well. And all the games that he started in, he played against some of the toughest competition in the league at quarterback, and some really great defenses. And he was in; they were in most of the games that they that they played, and they had a high opportunity to win some of those games. Um, imagine. So, you have Keenan Allen cross up with Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. That's pretty mm-hmm. scary, actually. And then you start; you had that running back core with Austin Eckler and Morton Company. Mm-hmm. That. Could have been fire, right? Mm. What, wow! What would you, you imagine what, that? What would you have done if they would have signed? I would have texted my, I would have texted my buddy, uh, fellow, my best friend, the Chargers fan, like, "Yo, you see what we did today? <laughs> <laughs> you see what we did today?" <laughs> oh man, imagine that! Like, it's this. Okay, I'm not mad at my team. Like, it throw off the vibe, you know? Like, no, I don't. We didn't need him. We could. I would have been thrilled to have him, but we didn't need to go get him. Yeah. I don't think. I think we're gonna make do with what we got. We're gonna trust in our. It's our head coach's first year. You know, if he wanted to be that guy, he would have done it. You know, but right. I think his team is uh, his mentality is he's gonna work with what he's got. See, evaluate how his first draft class went, and see where he needs to improve. I, I, I mean, offensively, we were putting up numbers. We were competing. It wasn't the, it was the defense that we needed to work on. Right. Uh, too loose. Offensively, we can keep up with the best of them, uh, but defense was needs to get addressed in the offseason, and I don't feel like, you know, if he was there, the more the merrier. But then that's another mouth to, mouth to feed. 
Um, but good mentorship for our young our young team. We have a, such a young team. You guys do, and a, a very bright future at that. Um, I hope so. So uh, that, that that didn't happen, unfortunately, though. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh well, I got I got you on that. I got you on that. So there you go. The Chargers don't sign Julio. What a shame, right? <laughs> what a shame. So we go into today, and I'm sitting at work, and I'm getting lit up from you, from a couple of my other friends, my friend who's an Atlanta Falcons fan. I watched the Super Bowl 28-3 blow and lead with him. I thought he was going to cry. I messaged him. I thought he was going to cry today. (laughs) Um, So I'm sitting at work, and I didn't believe it at first, but officially... Julio Jones is traded per, per Adam Schefter to the, oh, ten- to the Tennessee Titans. The Falcons or... are going to get a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 fourth round pick for Julio Jones and a sixth round pick in 2023. The trade is now official. So this is insane because what a lot of people kind of forgot about was the the how good the Titans have been over the past couple of years, and like they've they've had kind of like a hit or miss duo between AJ Brown and Corey Davis. Um, they lost Corey Davis, but now they have AJ Brown and Julio Jones. This is gonna be insane. Um, and Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry. But who's their tight end? Uh, it was Johnny Smith. Not anymore though. He's gone. Ooh. Now you got a weakness. You could you could take away those those linebackers to stack them up on the on the wide receivers. Play that spy. You could. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I mean, this is going to get interesting because, like, you look at um, look at every, me, everything, look at coach. You look at everything <laughs> that, that came with this. Uh, they like you. You had a really great transition <laughs> to that. That core. Tannehill though. Did, did I see any action from like long bombs? Is he a bomb thrower? I, I think he I, he has the arm to do it, but I think he's more of a proficient thrower in terms of like making just really tough throws in really tough situations. I mean, they've been in the in the playoffs the last two years, and um, I, they, their success shows that this is a good team. And it looks who are you like, taking? Who are you go, taking? Go for it. Go for it. Who am I taking? And what? Who are you taking out of those two wide receivers first? Dude, I, I've been thinking about this all day. And to be straight up honest with you, I don't know if I'm really taking either one. I don't think you can go wrong with either one. I don't know if I'm going to be so much going for Julio or A.J. Brown out of this group. I'm going for I'm going for Ryan Tannehill. Oh. Because if, he, if he's going to be moving the ball to both of these guys, these deep threats... They're fast. Someone's got to be open. Someone's gonna be open, and it's gonna be a tight end. You got a you got a very like pass catch heavy running back in Derrick Henry, who's also just a monster. I feel like does that affect, does that affect Derrick Henry? I, oh yeah, I, I feel like it does. I feel like it. Feel like, like, all these teams are gonna be so worried about the pass game now that Derrick the, the doors are gonna open wide for Derrick Henry. It's gonna free. It's gonna free him up a little bit, huh? Yep. Expose the. Ex- Loosen up the coverage up front. Yeah. Okay, I, think, I see you. 
So that bumps this draft value up higher. Yep. So uh, this is going to be crazy. So we'll 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 get into the draft value of all this in just a minute here, because uh, we're we're getting we're getting pretty close to the end here, actually. Um. So one uh, while we're talking about offenses, still, um, this is what what was considered to be the top ten offenses. So. And this was before the this is before the Julio trade. The number one okay. offense in the league is Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number two is Kansas City Chiefs. Number three is Green Bay. Number four is Dallas. Number five is Buffalo Bills. Six is Atlanta. Seven is Cleveland Browns. Eight is the Minnesota Vikings. And nine is Arizona. And ten is the Tennessee Titans. Y'all uh, give so much hope to ATL, huh? I guess. I didn't think that either, but but you got to think that now Matt Ryan's going to be able to feed Calvin Ridley a lot more at wide receiver because he's not going to have. He's so used to throwing to Julio that I feel like maybe some of those attempts were a little bit forced just to try and get him the ball. Okay, I like that. We'll see what kind of. And then you're going to. And then their new tight end. Yeah, their new tight end, and but but this is this this came out this week before the uh, this trade so. Um, I would say you just you bump up uh, the Tennessee like the Tennessee game. Titans over Arizona, and I think or I think you can you can even put the Falcons in the tenth spot. They just lost a big yeah, piece. I don't think I I think the Falcons' huge weakness is they don't have a run game. Yeah, you got Todd Gurley, and you know I'm comfortable saying that he's not your bell cow. No, he can't be. No, I think his his knee injuries are really like holding him back for most of his career now, which is sad because like Todd Gurley was incredible when he was healthy. I like your squad; it's pretty balanced right now. Pretty good offense. You can you know alleviate the pressure, take some of them off Dalvin Cook. You can sp- spread the ball out. Yeah, Justin I'm, Jefferson. I'm really excited. I'm feeling. We got that fifth round wide receiver too, and he's like he's supposed to be really good. So we'll see. Maybe he'll turn to another digs where he kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, I can't remember who they drafted in the fifth round at this point. Do you remember where he's from? The, uh, nope. I can look it up though. Like the the name does slip my mind as to um, not catchy enough yet. We don't know him yet. It's kind right? of an interesting name. Um, I love Vikings. a good balance team. It, it, like I, if you're balanced, like it's, I like it. It, it. it brings me peace of mind. Like, oh, okay, cool. You know, we have options. The Vikings drafted in the fifth round. I'm getting there right now. I'm on the third round currently. They drafted a wide receiver. Oh, this guy here. Um, they drafted a wide receiver from Iowa at the 157th overall. Uh, Imer Smith Marset. And they also. I think we watched some highlights. Actually, I think we watched some of those. We did. Last week. He was really good. And then in, in the fifth round, they also drafted a tight end in Zach Davidson from Central Missouri. So I think out of all your out of your draft picks, who who do you want to you know who do you want expect the most out of? Oh shit! Right away. Um, I expect the most out of. Our two offensive linemen, two to three offensive linemen that we picked up. Between that, just right off the bat, this it's gonna it's gonna feel different. Oh yeah, because because if Kirk Cousins could move the ball the way he can with a banged up offensive line for the past two years, um, he should easily be able to have some really good pocket time and 
and make some really great throws. Because I, I just watched the highlight video of Kirk Cousins over the last few years today. And he actually made some pretty – he's made some amazing throws in Minnesota when he has time to throw. And even when he was under pressure. So and I, I, crucial. I, I can't imagine what crucial. he's going to do with a good offensive line. So I expect the most out of the offensive line. Did you get two offensive linemen? A two for sure, maybe three. I think they got like a, a. I hope I hope Dalvin Cook pops off, man. I just he got so much potential. Yeah, he's so a, much. He's one of the to best. Be a legend. Yeah, Dalvin Cook's exciting. He's he's an all star. Like I would love to have him on my Charger squad. No disrespect to Austin Eckler, but I, he plays the kind of ball that I'm a fan of. You know, he's a bell yeah. cow. He's got that he's, running style you like. Mm, yeah, just hard nose, hard nose, and he's he's shifty. Another one, Alvin Kamara. I like his. You know, he's oh, yeah. shifty. He knows how to shake and bake a little bit. So we'll, let's finish up these graphs here, and then we'll we'll get into some fantasy advice, and we'll and, and just kind of do a, qu- a quick ending interview as to how you how you kind of operate when you're looking at your fantasy rosters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, so the final graphics here. Uh, this is considered to be the top ten um, NFL players, uh, in, NFL 20 players in 2021 per Pete Prisco of the senior NFL columnist at CBS Sports. They're listing Patrick Mahomes at number one. They're listing Aaron Donald at uh, number two, Aaron Rodgers at number three, Tom Brady mm-hmm. at number four, Travis Kelsey at five. Uh, TJ Watt is sitting at number six, so you get your first defensive player or your second defensive player uh, being follow being behind Aaron Donald. Uh, Devontae Adams at wide receiver and the seventh spot. Russell Wilson still sitting in the eighth spot. You get your third defensive player in the ninth spot at Miles Garrett, and then you get Josh Allen in the tenth spot at quarterback. I think this is actually a really good list. I I'm, I love that it's not biased. Um, I yeah. guess if I could throw anybody in here. The one person I would throw in here is probably Harrison Smith. I think he's one of the best safeties in the league, and I think he's going to have a good year because the Vikings have good corners again. So I think that's that's an exciting thing is that we're going to get to see more safety play that he's used to because he's not going to be having to do so much other coverage. He's going to actually get to play safety this year. So who would you pop in that list? Let's see a top ten. Who who are we missing? How do you not have? Whoa whoa! Hold the phone. How do you not have a Christian McCaffrey up in there? Um, I think the reason he's probably not in there is the the injury he had last year. As in twenty twenty one, top ten NFL players, and you don't think okay, so you don't think he's gonna have a big twenty twenty one? You think that injury still gonna linger with him? I I think he will. But I, I don't know, like, what... Uh, top 10? Yeah. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, you know what? Okay, boom. Here we hit you with this one. Derwin James. He comes back a whole year off. That's not a bad He's pick. also a strong safety. But, I mean, as, as far as top 10 NFL players, I think he's going to claim his name back. And maybe as a Chargers fan, I'm just... I'm only familiar with him. But it's big. We missed him for a whole year. I know you're talking. I know who you're talking about. I I'm an IDP league, so so I, I know exactly you, who you're talking you, about. And it sucks because he he has a, when he's on the field, it's it's a different ball game. It is. I mean, I mean, you get those guys that can shut down everybody. Yeah. Where do you want me, coach? I'm here to hit. Like that's I love that for my team. 
You know, it's I'm like, glad yeah. we have a guy like Derwin James. I would hate to lose him. I just hope he he comes back like really just impacts the game. Yeah, I hope so. I, I think I, I think need, I think he will. We need that for our team. We need a defensive like a presence. We lost that when we lost him. Speaking of defense, uh, so the top ten edge defenders and defense. Oh, give me that. That's my kind of list. I like that. This is your list. Is your list, and then we'll have, we have we have we have one more, and that's the final one, which is duos after this. Top okay, 10, I like that. The top ten edge defenders in the NFL currently, per Ben Lindsley, of Pro Football of Pro Football Focus. Number one, you're sitting at Khalil Mack. Number two, you're sitting at T.J. Watt. So familiar face from the previous list. Number three, you got your boy Joey Bosa. Uh, number four, you got Miles Garrett back from the yep. other list. You got that. number five, you got Nick Bosa. So the brother, uh, yep. he, he'll be coming off an injury, so he'll be um, trying to get back. He'll be, good to have him back. He'll be, he'll be ready to have him back. Uh, number six is Cameron Jordan. I would say I'd probably bump him down quite a bit, just because Cameron Jordan, I think he like. He's kind of starting to go out of his prime, but he's still a really good player. Um, and there's a lot of other guys that I think that, I think that last half is uh, is very interchangeable. Yeah, it's that's kind of exactly what I thought. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, I don't really wouldn't know if I if I put him where he's at. Uh, Chase Chase Young is right where he's at, I think. And then Shaq Barrett, I think he's got to be moved up. I've drafted Shaq Barrett or got him in fantasy the past few Probably years, and he's consistent. a stud. He's consistent. Uh, and then having Daniil Hunter in that 10 spot, I'm guessing that's per injury. Uh, but Daniil Hunter, when he's healthy, he's one of the best edge defenders in the league. I think he should be up. I think he should be up almost where like Nick Bose is at, to be okay. honest. I can, I would, okay, Demarcus Lawrence, I don't feel your, I don't feel your presence. I don't fear it at a ball game, sadly. I mean, the I Cowboys had... So- I remember last year the Cowboys had one of the worst defenses in the league to to the point where like me and you talked about how if you have somebody playing the Cowboys defense you start them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't I don't okay, Chase Young, I could even I could put I could put Chase Young out there. I think he's a top 10. He's just a freaking monster. You only had a season of him. I don't think he's really but he he gets there for such 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 a young age. He's he's a, rookie. he's a rookie last year, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, I expect big things out of Chase Young up and coming. I do too. Um, I feel like maybe call me AFC bias, but I think Von Miller can easily be on that top ten. Yeah, do you not say he's a top ten edge rusher? He is. He is the Broncos' defense. I would say maybe he was. I think Von Miller is a guy that is like kind of like on his way out too. I do. He, I do feel that too. I feel that. Um, but that that's just me. But I mean, I think it's still a really good list. I think those defensive ends. I'm glad that uh, Everson Griffin wasn't on there because he didn't he didn't do much of anything last year. And there's a lot of rumblings in Minnesota right now that he'll come back. That he he might come back on a cheap deal to Minnesota. So it's mm. it's tough to say. Um, but you know what? If he does come back, here's the deal. And you remember Prime JJ Watt? What? That dude was a monster. Yeah, he was a he was a beast. A um, monster. Oh, I love a good edge rusher. It's crucial. I think it's necessary to have. You win with him. Start up front.
that, I'll learn. That, that, I'll, that, yeah, I'll learn. I'll get. I'll get you there. Yeah, I'll um, get there. So for me, that like, if if Everson Griffin came back, I'm sure we would love to have him back as a fan base, and um, we I think we all kind of didn't want him to leave, but it's it's tough when you know these guys all want more money and the money's not there at the time. So um, I think him leaving the team showed that like he might not be like that great outside of that scheme, which is fine. The last thing we got is defensive end duos. Um, so per, love to have them. per pro football focus. Oh, the, look at this. I like this. I thought they were offensive. So this is the defensive end duo. And there's a few familiar names that we just talked about actually. Um, so out of this group, we have, we have JJ Watt, Chandler Jones, Von Miller, Brandon Chubb, uh, Cameron Jordan, and Davenport. Um, I don't, I don't, I know Davenport's last name because the Vikings and the Saints rivalry, but I don't know his first name to be honest with you. I need, need, okay. need I need to know. You know that. more about him than I do. He's a stud. Um, you have Chase Young and Montez Sweat, Miles Garrett and Jadevian Clowney, and and Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul. If I'm picking the best defensive end duo out of this list, I'm going Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul. Where are you going? Oh, man, that's tough. Um, yeah, those dudes are nasty, though. It was a toss-up for me between Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul and uh, uh, Miles Garrett and Clowney. I think Clowney, like I, we talked about this. I've Clowney's sometimes soft. You don't, you know, he's not a, he's not the game changer we thought. You know, he takes plays off sometimes. As, as fans, we've observed this. He's a, yep. We've observed this. We've talked about this. I don't think he's consistent. And that's why Barrett and Pierre-Paul outshine him in this list. They were... Barrett and Pierre-Paul were were ridiculous. And I think I'll that... I'll out, though. I, I think that uh, Young and Sweat are going to be the, the up-and-comers in this group. These guys are, are young, and they're good. And, I mean, they just have good teams around them right now. Like, uh, Washington, yeah. the Washington football team is... And they're moving in the right direction, and I can't wait to have Robbie on and talk about some of this. Um, so before we finish up um, and go into the football conversation, uh, the the conversation on fantasy stuff, um, I just wanted to take just a quick minute and uh, on more of a serious note. Um, so, I and I I didn't mean to actually jump this on you, John, too. Um, but you don't know you don't know this until now. Um, for those of you who know Rumboy's Robbie, um, he's been having a tough few days. His niece was killed in a car in a in a car vehicle accident. Um, I, she was hit by a tire or something like that. Um, wow. And she was really young. Um, she thinks she was like four year, like two to four years old. Um, so they are actually doing a funeral soon. Uh, Robbie's been having a pretty tough time with it. Um, he's been very open and honest with his fans and viewers on social media. Um, and he's a massive Washington football team. So I want to talk a little bit of Washington, a little bit of Washington, a little bit of Washington football team like we did just now. Um, and just know, I want to Robbie to know, like buddy, if you're listening, like if you, if you listen to this, uh, we love you. We're here for you. Um, if you need anything from us, um, you just let us know. Um, I actually went ahead 
and on my Twitter, I I shared the GoFundMe page. I donated uh, twenty five dollars. Um, it wasn't much, but at this point, anything helps. Um, they 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 really need help financially for um, what is possibly going to be not just the funeral costs, but also they're looking at therapy costs too for um, the son um, that was the older brother of the daughter. Um, he was 17, he's 17 years old and he hasn't been coming home and staying with, um, uh, the family cause he, he's pretty traumatized by, by what happened and he feels terrible. So, um, I think they couldn't stop the tire or something like that, um, with, with the vehicle. So, um, he feels really bad and they're, they're, they are factoring into that GoFundMe, um, or for Robbie's family member, his sister and his brother-in-law, um, for, for therapy causes too. So, um, Robbie, you're in our, you're in our thoughts and prayers over, on uh, over in nerd sports zone. Um, if you need anything from me, you can reach out on Twitter, um, or discord or whatever you need, uh, you, uh or text me if you want, like, just let me know if you need to talk, man. So shout out Robbie. So shout out to Robbie and reach out to me and John if you need anything. So I just want to take a minute for that. I told him I was going to do that in the sports me app. Do you got anything to say, John? Hey man, you always got a seat here. Always welcome here, man. Yep. Whether we're, you know, T's and P's, T's and P's for the family. Um, I don't know them personally, but you know, it's always, it's never easy losing a loved one. So, you know, Robbie, if you ever need a seat, you know, there's always a chair here for you. Um, It was really cool too, because they actually, uh, Robbie was live today when I was at work and I was watching his, um, uh, they were doing some fantasy baseball chatter, um, mm-hmm. with fantasy Sven and a few other guys in, uh, Sam's hot takes from, from sports me, bunch of awesome guys. Yeah. And then someone started a baseball league, our fantasy base. I could be wrong on what league it was, but somebody started a fantasy baseball league, uh, in memory of Robbie's niece. So, um, so just keep Very cool. keep the Run Boys Fantasy Network in your thoughts and prayers. Robbie doesn't take many days off from from doing this. Um, uh, this is his full time job. It's business for him. Uh, hopefully someday for us too. And you know, you're an inspiration to us. And just um, you're you're in the backs of our heads and our thoughts and prayers. So, yeah, man, keep your head up. Yeah, gonna be all right. Keep your head up, man. <clears throat> we love you. Um, with that being said, let's get into some discussion about talking about fantasy football um in in honor of robbie here tonight so we've both done fantasy football for a little while so and i don't think we've ever ever really gotten to talk too much about like our bios and like what made us get into it um type of thing so i'll start like i'll just start there like so with fantasy football like what made you start playing fantasy football and how long have you been playing Oh man, I think we started playing back in like high school. Back in um, high school. Yeah, either the year after or it was early on though. I I think Adrian Peterson was still a thing, you know. He was the number one guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah top, he was still a top pick. Um But I didn't know, but that's the you know, that was just kind of the talk of the like that was the thing you did if you watched football, you played fantasy, you know, and I never play, you know, there's always that, that, you know, that virgin year, like you don't know what the heck you're doing and you just going off the name value and I don't know this guy. And you kind of just auto pick the rest that, you know, you don't, you just take a whim on it. And 
but your first year, I think it just immerses you so much to storylines, other teams, situational, you know, it, it brings another level of the game. And I've been doing the same group of guys. Uh, that's my best friends. Uh, one of my best friends, his buddies from work started at for Disneyland. So these are a bunch of Disney guys. Uh, <laughs> and they know sports. So, you know, you know, majority of them, but they're competitive and that's, it's, you know, they win. You know, I haven't, I've gotten close, but I still haven't won my first title. So, I'll, you know, hopefully get a, I'll get a first title coming up soon. Uh, I think I'm worthy of it. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it, and I love it. I love fantasy football. I eat, breathe, sleep this. It, I love the NFL. I love what it represents. Um, football is football is is what I look forward to on Sundays. You know. Yeah, I I, I really like that answer too. Because like for me, uh, fantasy football ha- isn't always has been a way to do so- do something with your friend, even when they're not in the room. Or, um, like, you can't hang out that often, and you're in a fantasy league together. And it seems like you always are able to, like, you know, talk that smack to each other, even though you haven't been hanging out because you've both been busy or something. Um, I've, I've been playing fantasy football for... Um, I'm going to age myself here. Uh, I didn't play in high school. Uh, I didn't get back into football, I guess, immensely. I always stayed a Vikings fan uh, my whole life, but I never got back into it until I think Brett Favre came to Minnesota. Uh, it was, yeah, Brett Favre came to Minnesota. Uh, wow, I remember that. It was that or Christian Ponder, uh, but I remember my dad and I, because my grandpa's a Packers fan, we would always stay up and we would watch um, the Green Bay Packers play um whenever brett Favre was playing so Favre was one of those just guys that i think everybody loved to watch and we always watched brett Favre play because you knew you just knew that there was just greatness behind that name i mean my dad and i watched the game where he played the raiders after his dad passed away like i remember that game um we watched a lot of games with brett Favre, and he was just one of those guys that you like to watch so um when I got in near the end of high school, I really loved fantasy football because it was something to do with my friends, and I was really hesitant to get back into it because I didn't know what I was doing. And one of my friends just told me, he's like, "It doesn't matter if you know what you're doing; it's fine. Just just go out and and try." Like you get like you said that virgin year of like not really knowing what you're doing and like no and and there's that name factor. And I remember I did terrible like. Like, that was before I even was in a league consistently year after year. I did, like, one year and then took, like, another three years off because I didn't – I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I drafted, like, all Vikings players. So it was, like, the stupidest yeah. thing you could do. Like, 100%. Like, I drafted every charger in you. <laughs> like, it was like you had that fandom – I was that guy in the fantasy league that, that drafted everybody from their team. Like, you, you, were loyal, you were too loyal to your team, which made your fantasy team not that great. It wasn't bad though. If you, let me let me talk. Let me see. The I had Gates as the tight end. You know, LT as a running back. <laughs> Philip Rivers as a quarterback. You know, who uh, Michael Floyd. You know, M80 running up and down. Vincent Jackson. 
<laughs> so like it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It, it was, was a good time though. It wasn't bad, but like it was bad because you're if if you're <laughs> if if your fantasy if your fantasy roster played all at Sunday at noon, your your te- your 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 week was just screwed. <laughs> and if your team lost, more than likely you lost. <laughs> Um, so for me, I, I've been playing fantasy for, um, probably since like, you know, like I've won, so I've won three out of six years. The worst place I've taken in, uh, the other league in the Yahoo league is, um, technically fifth, but I actually should have taken second last year cause they cheated me out of playoffs. I've said that. Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. But I should, news, right? Looking forward. Right. On the Cincinnati. So technically the worst I've ever taken is third place. Um and I've I won two years in a row up leading up until this year, um, where all that stuff happened. Uh and then I've we did our first streamer league together and we need by the way, we need we need two spots. I think I have one filled with sleight of game. I think he's in, and then I think Normcore Eddie might be in, so we might have two guys ready to come in and just like add them into the group chat, get it, um, and be be at back at a full ten. Um, but last year was crazy because John actually um, we do we we do a two week playoff format in this league, and what happened is what happens in that. I guess, if you, I, guess I get all my eggs in the first week, and I didn't plan for that second. I didn't know he. I, I didn't know. Like I, I messaged John after the first week. I said you you absolutely crushed me. Like I I didn't have stand a chance going into the next week, and I really I, did. And I really didn't. And it <laughs> like it was insane the comeback that happened. So I I moved up into the finals, and I mean you're looking at two of the like the top guys that were in the finals last year. And um, I think you won by a pretty large margin that second week. Like, it wasn't just a, a yeah, mere, a like, creep past you. Yeah, your team really showed up week two. It was insane. I honestly couldn't believe how well they showed up. This is kind of what it was, you know. That's a good old-fashioned. I think That's Dalvin Cook, yeah, there it is. I think Dalvin Cook was just having monster games. Yeah, Dalvin Cook was back. He was healthy. He was playing some ridiculous monster games. And uh, um, it just it just worked out. Um, so that's how long I've been playing. So go, the, the next question is how do you normally draft a team? Like without, with, without giving all your secrets away. No, that's cool. I'll give them all away. Cause guess what? It doesn't work for me. So I never won. You can't take anything <laughs> away from me. Use, use gonna, it as you will. I'm going to change it up anyways. That's it. So, all right. I start, like, like I said, the NFL season for me never ends. Mm-hmm. As soon as the season ends, there's I'm already waiting for the next the next moment to what's gonna spark the NFL. I love the NFL. I'm always listening to podcasts and all that, but um, I stay in tune. I don't have any like TVs. I don't have any like subscriptions for uh, for sports, sadly. But uh, I always like, when I did have it, I watched the NFL Network. NFL Network was big for me. I'm a huge fan of it. I love the the watching the morning news, like making my cup of coffee, just listening. So and I'll listen to that. You know, stay I stay in tune. Uh, podcasts. You know, I'm big. Used to commute a lot, like an hour a day. Uh, I would get a lot of listening done. My one of my favorite podcasts is the NFL Fantasy Podcast. I love the. You know, we talked to Robbie about it. You talked to Robbie with it, and um, you know, he had Marcus Grant, one of my 
big uh big inspirations i like marcus grant uh there's a local guy out here uh he's uh he's on the nfl network and it gives you hope you know i love listening to like the podcast from them uh fantasy advice espn does a solid podcast so that's how i stay in tune of you know my draft ideas i'll listen to them and it gets my brain going gets my brain thinking um but usually if i had to start out uh i am a believer in running backs you know mm-hmm. I'm drafting. I am looking for a running back depth. I'm looking for a bell cow. I'm not looking for a share field. I don't want that guy. You know, if you're sharing a field, if you're a split back, kind of like last year was big for me. I took, I actually took that dive with the uh, Nick Chubb, yeah, and Kareem Hunt. You know, yeah, you I mean, yeah, and it benefited, and it, it benefited. But it's something you have to. It's you know, someone goes down, you got to have that backup. You saw what happened with Saquon goes down. Yeah, your backup's Wayne Gallman. That's not the same. Um, so I go. I'm usually a running back. Depending where I draft second, you know, if uh, it, what what depends what it's looking like. You know, is wide receiver scarce or do I go with another one? It, I have to play the field. I have to play. It's live. You know, mm-hmm. it all. You may have a game plan going in, but someone sometimes is gonna throw a wrench in there. It's gonna throw up your game plan. Yeah, I agree. Be able to Go ahead. How, what, what do you look at what, when you're your top, you know, your your first pick? What are you looking at? Well, um, the biggest thing I always tell everybody is to ignore the magazines. Those are a gimmick. Um, I buy a magazine so that I can look at a list of guys. And this is the only reason I buy the magazines. Because you know that when you start drafting there's a wrench that's going to be thrown into what's going on with yeah. what, what you had on paper. You know, you're never going to get what you had on paper. It's just the way no. fantasy works. And I love it. Um, and you're going to, and if you watch football enough, you're going to know who those guys are like that you should pick next. Um, and if you're learning, you'll know who you should pick next. Cause those magazines are the best thing in, in a way to help you find like the next guy, but don't be so dependent on it because here's the thing is you have to, Factor in what type of league you're in. So are you in? It depends. You are, know? are you in a PPR league? Are you like what are you gonna need? Like PPR means points per, per points per reception. So you know you might get one point every ten yards, but you also get might get one point every catch. So I mean you could get a receiver on your squad, which happens all the time. That this guy had the ball thrown to him twelve times, which is a lot of points in fantasy for a wide receiver by itself. And that might be just off of catches. Now you got to factor in touchdowns, which is six. Then you got to factor in the yards, which is one point per every ten yards. So now you're talking that receiver if he's getting thrown to a lot because it's just the way the offense works. That's a thirty point game, and that and and you know love it. I love those pass catching backs. You know, oh, love them, love like, them. Th- those guys are Good. money in fantasy. Like, give me, give me, give me a couple names. Give me a couple names. Christian McCaffrey. Ooh, Derrick Henry, one of the best. Derrick, I, I, I feel like Derrick Henry. He, he's not as good of a catcher. Do you think he's a good catcher? I think, I think, I think, he can be uh, I think um, Dalvin Cook's he, more of a pass catcher than he is. Yeah, he's very nice. Like he's, he's I good love for screens. The Chargers had some pretty good pass catchers, running backs in the past. You know, we got uh yeah, one of my favorites, Danny Woodhead. He's great. Well, and oh, one of my favorite NFL players, Danny Woodhead. That's a good, PPR, a good name. PPR gold. PPR gold. And then uh, you had uh, 
AP was just a monster. Like you would, if you weren't in a PPR, like you you could get him. But but so we don't get off topic. Sorry. Uh, no, it's all good. Like, um, so for me, I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at what everybody else is doing. Yeah. And the reason I do that is because if I have something thrown in my way, I'm not gonna let somebody else's decision in that draft shake me up and get me all nervous, because that's what they're trying to do. Because here's the thing, there's always going to be somebody else on that board available that you, that that is going to be available for you to get, um, and there and you may have another position to fill. Okay, that's fine. So you planned like I always like to start most of my draft drafts off with key positions that are probably going to go faster than the other. I do that every draft, like, and then I re I gauge the the rest of the league and what they're doing and like okay quarterbacks have gone now okay wide receivers have gone now like or we're, we're running backs are going now like and that's where i gauge that from and like so i don't just gauge off of who's going when i gauge off of what pick i have because most drafts are snake drafts yeah so i love that late spot i'm not gonna lie yeah I, I, it's a fun spot to be in so i mean i think in our stream league i i was in the uh um I was in like the eighth spot out of ten, so but it's all priority. It was it's, literally you know, it's like personal preference, right? It was literally two or three picks between my next pick most of the time, and then one long wait, and then you know three picks between that pick. So one thing you got to factor in is is okay, where am I at right now in the order? What do I need, and what's been taken? And it's just simplifying your draft and. Like constantly keeping the gears turning in your head the entire time if somebody goes off the board, listening to who picked what. So that's kind of what I'm doing on my end uh, without giving out all my secrets on anything. Um, I have a few other secrets that I'm not really willing to give up, um, as we all do. You know, like that. There, there's certain things I look for on paper when I have my stuff written down. And that's important, you know, like something I think I'm lacking where an area I can improve upon drafting is recognition of, you know, ease of schedule. Who's going to have an easier schedule down the line? Yeah, I feel like I don't pay enough attention to right. uh, players that I draft uh, strength of schedule. Right. Or their bye weeks. I feel like I can improve on bye week, uh, you know, coming up with, the like, when people are going to go away. I can plan for that better. But I know there's room for improvement upon drafting. And I think every year you, you kind of learn something, you know. And that's the beauty of it. So, like, one thing I wanted to talk about, too, that like, um, and, and see what your thoughts are, are, are on it. It, it. Like, it's not not even a segment or anything. I was just going to call it Big Names, Big Whoop. Because here's the thing. Um, a lot of people that play fantasy football will see a big name. Um, and, and, like, a prime example of last year was Julio Jones. Um you see like you see that name on paper and you're like that's a tough receiver he's a stud yeah. but then you look at and you're like I'm going to draft that guy and when you draft that guy here's the thing that happens in the year like last year he's transitioning out of Atlanta like mm -hmm. he just was last year like they were using Calvin Ridley they couldn't really get the ball to Julio as much as they could as much as they normally did and he's a big deep threat like no doubt but things just weren't working for Julio in Atlanta anymore. And um, he's one of those guys that's a big name. So what happens midseason is people people have, like, this this romance with um, 
these big name players on their roster and like I can't get rid of this guy. I can't drop I can't drop Julio Jones. Are you serious? Listen to that. Right. Like, that right. sounds crazy. Like why would I drop Julio Jones for like Chase Claypool? You know? Cuz Chase mm-hmm. Claypool's young. Like he's he's a new guy. Like I don't know anything about him, but sometimes the, getting those new guys and that are young and in new offense um and that are in that rebuild mode especially depending on the type of league you're in, those guys might get you the most points. That's just the way it works. Like when you're you're post-draft, you're in the season, and you have a tough loss one week, you know, change things up a little bit. Like don't be afraid to offer some trades to people. Don't be afraid to, you know. People like, don't like to trade, man. He, I don't know why it is, but I always have a hard time trading. Like I know I do too, but like if the trade is right and it's fair, like, I mean – negotiate with someone say okay yeah. i looked at your roster and i did this with john a couple times last year when we were when we were playing even though we were enemies i looked at his roster and i said hey i got a running back on my bench that i don't use because i don't need you have a running back on your starting roster who's not very good and i need a wide receiver because i'm a little weak in that area and you have a wide receiver on your bench that is that that's a stud that you're not using and you haven't used in like four weeks be like that maybe we can go wide receiver for running back and we can make that trade you know and yeah. these are big names going like 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 swapping over and Robert that's Woods, and, Cooper and, Cup I'm a big fan of those guys and I yeah, somehow always end up with them and one guy you can't play them all someone's got to sit on your bench um so there's that like I wanted to kind of bring that into play too and the final thing in that will that will just like leave it at is is uh, fandom failure. We talked a little bit about it um, to start, but to get more in-depth on it, um, is that as a fan in fantasy football, you love to draft players from your team, right? You love love to get Vikings players. You love to get Why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? But that's actually the worst thing you can do for yourself because here's why. If... And I said it as a joke earlier, but it was actually totally serious. Where like if you draft your whole team based off of your 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 favorite football team in the NFL, your matchup is over after one game. And realistically, you should be trying to spread your roster throughout all thirty-two teams in the NFL at specific skill spots, especially like in IDP leagues too. Because then you can actually go ahead and ha- like have well, I got this guy going Thursday night. I can get a little bit of a lead. I can go into Saturday night football when the playoffs are coming around. I can get some Sunday points. I can get some Sunday night points. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and then I always try. And this is a secret I'm always willing to give away. Is I'm always willing to have somebody playing on Monday night football in case I need that comeback. Right. Or yeah. Um, I- or in case I need to keep that lead, like what are your thoughts on the on the on the football um, on, like the, on the fan a, of failure? I like having a, a balanced schedule as well as so, you know having some early games, mid games, but you can easily get caught up in the fandom failure because if your team fails, like more than likely you're gonna lose that week, and it sucks knowing that just because your team lost, you lost. Yeah. Uh, there is a guy in my league that I should play with, and he just we just bumped the ante for that league for a hundred dollars. So here we go. Um, <laughs> He's he's a Tampa Bay fan, you know what? But guess what? He gets to the playoffs. 
you know, he drafts heavy Tampa Bay fandoms. You know, he'll take the four nets. Before Tom Brady was there, he was taking the four nets. He was taking the Mike Evans, the Chris Godwin, and he's doing relatively all right. So I hear what you're saying about not drafting your entire team, which I would never recommend. It's just bad news. Um, I like having a team throughout the, like I said, I like having a team throughout the, the, the spread of the week. Yeah, I like that. Um, what other advice do you got? Off the top of your head. Off the top of my head, advice is, you know, I don't I don't like to go. Dang, see, I can't even say that because there's exceptions. You gotta you really gotta feel the room out. Because if everyone's drafting a quarterback early, you better grab a quarterback because you don't want to be that guy yep. without one. You gotta um, read the you room. Really, you gotta read the room. And one year there was that that rookie who hopped in and she took Drew Brees with her first pick. <laughs> and I was like, Oh crap, this threw off everyone's game plan. No one expected the Drew Brees to go to first round. And then who she takes second? She probably took the the, the the wide receiver. You know, and then all of a sudden it was like, whoa, 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 what is going on? Because everyone panicked. She was the wrench that threw off everyone's ball game. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Shout out to Allison. You know, that the, the Saints always end up losing. <laughs> everyone will, I will talk to her because she's a Saints fan. She does that fandom stuff. She does that. Look at that. It's a real thing. And guess what? She's usually the one I'm throwing bait out there too. Like, hey, your team sucks right now. You, you, you know, you need a little more love. Let me get that. Uh, let me get that cook off your. What's, what's his name? The Michael. Michael. Let me get that Michael Thomas off your hands. You can take a balance, a wide receiver, and a running back because you didn't draft for that. So I'm there. You know, but give me that star player you're not using right. So yeah. So the, the next thing, that, like the final thing, the final, final thing that will lead, that will end on and then we'll like close out for like socials sure. and everything yes. is, um, uh, injury, 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 uh, freak out. You got to prepare. So, you prepare so here's the deal. You want depth on your rosters and in case injuries happen, um, COVID showed us that last year. COVID was really hard. I don't know if that's really going to be going away this year, obviously, with with COVID. I, I don't see it being completely gone. So hmm. it's something to keep in the back of your head. But if you have a player go down to COVID, if you have a player go down to an injury, do not freak out. Here's what you do. You have your little mini freak out session because we all do. And go, okay, well, what, what am I going to do? Who am I going to pick up? What, like, who's Who's available? And after you have about five minutes of just kind of like your brain scattered, really slow down, dial down on who is available and go through that list over and over and over again and look for consistency. Look for look for news articles all week. Make sure you're subscribed to Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport and all these guys on Twitter because you will have news headlines. I don't have cable at my house. And I mean, I won the, the I won the trophy last year. It's in my. Uh, my trophy case back here. Um, the thing, the thing with it is, is that you can't freak out when a player goes down. You you have to move on. It's especially if you it's, have to respond. You got to respond. Especially you if can't. it's a season ender, like you, like that. That's the thing. Like what John's saying is, you have to respond, and you don't respond with a panic attack and just pick somebody up. You you respond with a strategical pick of who you need at that time. Like, so, okay, you had a running back go down. You lost Saquon Barkley last year. This happened to my girlfriend. 
Um, okay, let's go get you his replacement to start. And then let's look down. So you have somebody. And then throughout the week, let's look at the list of running backs that are available. Let's look at their points. Let's look at the average per week. Let's look at all these things. And let's make this team back to what it was. And sometimes, I'll be completely honest, those injuries can kill the rest of your season because Absolutely. You're, you're never going to get the same point output as those other guys. But you, you're not going to do yourself any favors if you don't try. It, mm-hmm. if you just have that freak out moment so in terms of fantasy football for uh for the injury freak out you, you just you, you can't panic you you just got to be patient and you got to look around what do you what's your advice on that don't give up please don't be that person that gives up give me a fighting chance because don't don't lose hope i'll help you build your team back up you know if you're in our league I, there's nothing worse than going up against someone who didn't plug in their uh, their players because they gave up because they're not enjoying having a good time. We're here to have a good time. You want an honest and competitive matchup? I will help you, but just please don't be that person who, right. who gives up. Yeah, like yes. I, like we've I've had a few of them too. Where like you just you're like, why are you quitting? What like yeah, I, it, I know I know it sucks. Like and John knows last year. Like I had a lot of guys go down at the wrong time. Like I won. I once went zero and nine. All right, I never gave up. I, I didn't mean, get last, but I. <laughs> I mean, literally in our in our streamer league last year, we had so many competitive guys in that league, and everyone was active and changing their rosters and do, doing what they could. And and the thing with it was is that you you just you there was no one that would quit, and it. It can be discouraging to look at your records sometimes and go, man, I am like doing terrible this year. But the thing is, is that that's just fantasy. Like you could be doing terrible record wise, but I've seen people. It happened to my girlfriend this last year. She lost like six matchups by like less than two points. In fantasy, that's nothing. That's like one play in in a Monday night game to finish the that's week one catch it's, that's it's one catch one, it's one catch plus yards it's 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 one run that's like 25 yards 2.5 points like it's it's nothing that that you need to freak out about if you're in an IDP league that's that's one to two tackles with a starting defensive end that you got in the field and the final drive of the game like you, you're or an interception or a sack like you're not you aren't out of those matchups unless you push yourself out of those matchups because you're discouraged and you don't work on your team. And a lot of people will say, well, that's too much time and effort. Well, it's literally like when you're on break at work, like I don't think I can honestly tell you, I think that like I just have my phone on me and I'm looking for news articles and stuff for like 20 minutes when I get home. Like if like if I go to the bathroom or something like that, I check my phone real quick to see if there's anything or if there's anyone available, like if I can work something out, like, like it's you, it's more of a thing where like you're not spending all day doing it. Like, but you'll find something if you just like take the blinders off of panic and just look around. So, um, I guess for that, that's some of the best fantasy football advice I can give out at this time. And then we can think of some more subjects to really cover uh, going into the next time we record. Because I, I want to move move this thing in a direction where it's not just headlines, but like we're getting close to the draft and people are going to be drafting all over the so world. We'll start. 
start prepping. Let's start prepping. You got questions, we got answers. Yep. So if you guys have questions, shoot them in the Discord, shoot them in Twitter. Um, and what do you want? Share the podcast with your friends. Um, and then I'm going to just take a quick minute to thank some sponsors for the stream. And then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll close out here uh, with our socials and we'll let you know where you can find us. Um, yeah. so the first sponsor I want to thank is Raise Energy. Uh, they have really great energy drinks that are in cans or to-go packets. You, can, you will get 15% off your work order at, at that link in the chat. Um, and here's the deal is they have all really great flavors. There's zero carbs, calories, or artificial dyes. There's no crash. They have like this. They they have a slow reduction technology of where you're just gonna go back to a normal level of energy. Um, you can drink them during your workout or after your workout. They also sell Recov Seven, which is a BCAA amino acid, so you can take that when you when you're working out. And they have whey proteins. Uh, they have really good pre workouts that'll give you just the right amount of energy. So check out Raise Energy. You'll get fifteen percent off on your order at that. If you like coffee, while well, we're still on energy. Check out Player One Coffee. Uh, they have amazing coffee flavors that are all video video game based themes. For those of you who don't know, I'm a variety streamer on Twitch. John plays a lot of Call of Duty as well. Um, check out Player One Coffee. They have a, they have one uh, called uh, it's like a first person shooter based name. Um, it's uh, it's called First Person Smoother. Um, it's that's a coffee flavor. Um, they have anywhere from light, medium, and dark roast coffee for gamers all over the world so go ahead and check that out um and if you are a streamer yourself and you're looking to revamp your layout go ahead and go ahead and check out nerd or die if you select that link in the chat you'll get 20 percent off on your next stream layout this is where i That's bought fine. mine it, it's a really great website and you'll get 20 percent off on your next theme and they're very easy to input and get things going so check out nerd or die with that being said We'll do a small little raid out on somebody. I think we'll do a tradition and do a double raid on someone. Um, yeah. Let's see who's live. Actually. Um, let me. Twitch. You let me know. Let me go to Twitch here and see who we're looking at. Um, let's go to Normcore Gaming. They're actually playing some Final Fantasy VII, and we'll invite we'll invite Eddie to um, come and hang out. Let's go to Normcore Norm Gaming. Normcore Gaming. We're playing some Final Fantasy VII, and we'll invite we'll invite Eddie. We'll invite Eddie it, to our league, um, because I know that they were talking about wanting to join. So, Steve, let's get him. So Normcore, they're playing Final Fantasy VII, and they're a really awesome couple. So we'll raid out on those guys. Um, you guys will like them a lot. Um, so with that being said. I just wanted to say thanks for everybody for hanging out. If you have any questions on your fantasy football rosters, if you have anything going forward into the future of uh, what we're going to be doing, reach out. Uh, we're going to be transitioning to still doing a little bit of headlines and still doing uh, some some fantasy football advice. If you're okay with that, John, um, kind of going off the fly right now, but if you're cool with that, I am. So, which one? Um, just transitioning the the podcast into being more information based and talking about some headlines and stuff for a little bit, and then oh, yeah. and then talking about fan, certain like advice tips for football. Fans football. You already know that I'm all about the help. Let's just start talking draft, man. Draft is here. I like it. Um, also, I didn't. I, I I didn't show this off. 
I'm wearing an audience of one hat from the Carson Wentz Foundation. He's now an Indianapolis Colt. If you go to that awesome store, uh, the, uh, all the proceeds go to an amazing foundation and what Carson Wentz is doing uh, for the Lord. Um, so if you are religious or not religious, it does the money does go to a great cause and he does help a lot of like people in need and countries in need and he does mission trips and everything. So go check out Audience of One. Um, that's the logo right there. And they have them in blue Colts colors and they have them in Philly colors. And this is the NDSU colors from NDSU. But on that note, we'll see you guys later. Peace out. Peace out. Bye.